Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number 31 of Amber on Podcast. Today, we are talking about survival, our survival, and what we are lacking, what we are failing to plan for, what we are failing to provide for ourselves, and what we are failing to notice. Today, dear listeners, I bring you a very important episode of Hidden Brain, a podcast about the things we need to know now in order to survive. And I want you to survive, dear listeners. I want you to do even more than that. I want you to flourish. So in the spirit of making your life the dream reality that you deserve, let's start the show. If you want to survive and you want your brain to be able to work in a way that actually makes a difference in the outcome of your life, then you must have access to nature. It's a requirement because this is how we have evolved, after all, much like the zebras and the monkeys and the camel and the horses and the rhinos. You see, they did this study years ago. They did a study on zoo animals several decades ago, back when we had a very different understanding of what an animal needed to survive. Decades ago, back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, etc., we thought and we believed animals needed very little. We thought animals only needed the basics, like food, water, shelter. Then we found out they need more than that, more than just a cage and a water spigot. Soon after this, or around the same time, scientists discovered natural habitat selection theory, which means that animals are wired to survive in the habitat we evolved in. Every single animal is this way. We humans evolved in the forest, and animals and insects alike all evolved for millions of years in the natural elements of nature. Office buildings and urbanization uh, is only a thing of very recent times, a new development, a new challenge, a new change. Now, the general rule is that animals who are living in their natural habitat will do much, much better than those who are not living in their natural habitat. Animals and humans alike will thrive physically and psychologically when in their natural habitat. And the opposite is true if they are not in their natural habitat. They will not thrive. They will suffer physically and psychologically if they are in circumstances vastly different than the natural habitat that they evolved in. There's a quote that they mention in the show that puts it perfectly. Organisms, when housed in unfit habitats, undergo social, psychological, and physical breakdown. It messes you up. This is what researchers studied in the zoo animals and what led them to increasing the resources that they allocated to housing the zoo animals in habitats that are more like nature and less like shoeboxes. Now, the same exact thing is happening for humans as well. I know that sounds a little whack, and I'm in no way calling us zoo animals. Well, kind of, not really. 
we have done something similar to ourselves. You see, in most working conditions and living conditions, we provide the basics, food, water, and shelter. And if you have all of these, you're doing pretty good, right? All of the other stuff is considered extra, a bonus. The same was done for the zoo animals, you see. And when they were only given the basics, they died at alarming rates. However, when they were provided a more natural habitat, they flourished. They survived, and some of them even had babies because they felt so damn good. Now, this is all new information for me, so I wanted to share it with you. And I tested it multiple times, and I've lived the benefits and the loss of it. So, dear listeners, I bring to you four tested and proven studies that will prove to you that you must go outside to survive. In this episode, we are talking about the research covered in the Hidden Brain podcast titled Our Better Nature. There are four studies that I want to share with you to drive this point home. Four examples that I know will relate to you in some way, for sure. I know that you have felt this nature effect as well, so listen closely. Example number one starts with a series of 16 10-story buildings in Chicago. Now, these buildings are all along the same street and were all originally designed with greenery all around them. Grass, trees, flowers. Over time, it was too expensive to keep up. And the greenery and landscaping was covered with concrete and asphalt. So now you have some buildings with greenery and landscaping and some without. Next, they studied the outcomes of these two types of buildings. And one of their measures was to ask the residents of both the green and the no green, non-greenery buildings a series of questions. They asked if they knew their neighbors, if they trust their neighbors, if they would let their neighbors watch their kids while they ran a quick, quick errand. They asked if they spoke to their neighbors regularly and if they could rely on them. And they found that the people in the green buildings, the one with grass, were far more likely to say yes than those in the buildings without the greenery. In the buildings without the greenery, people experienced more social breakdown overall less trust. When you give people more access to nature, you see better social functioning, better psychological functioning, and better physical health. There's a name for this too. Something else I have never learned before. There is another important theory called the attention restoration theory, which says that when people don't have access to nature, they are more mentally fatigued. This is proven. And when you're mentally fatigued, you are less good at handling difficult situations, difficult social situations, which can lead to all kinds of problems. Maybe you take a joke wrong, interpret an email wrong, answer a question wrong. When you are mentally fatigued, you are less good at handling difficult social situations. Being confined in a cubicle isn't going to inspire you to complex problem solving. It's going to hinder you. You need nature and your natural habitat in order to perform at your best, mentally and physical, physically. When you're mentally fatigued, you're also less good at handling difficult social situations. This is probably why there are so many prisoners in our, that are extra aggressive because they have no nature. 
just cement and concrete. I mean, they're already, yeah. Anyway, proof number two, dear listeners, number two comes from Columbia University. And our friends at Columbia University did a study regarding crime rates and greenery. Nature and natural elements of nature, how they impact crime. And what they did is they designated a bunch of vacant lots for what they call cleaning and greening, which basically means that they took out the trash, they put in some grass and trees, relatively inexpensive cost. And in the lots with the greenery addition, the gun assaults went down by police records 9.1%. That's a pretty significant reduction, dudes. Like any person who could promise to reduce gun assaults by 9.1%, they would be considered a hero. Why aren't we relying on our natural born hero? Nature is our natural born hero. It makes things better. Everything. The more we strip it out, the worse off we all are. This is all relatively new, dear listeners. It's not like we have known this and always understood this. This is a new idea, a new approach. In fact, police used to think, we all used to think, police used to think that the opposite was true, that trees and bushes made it easier for crime to hide in the bushes and behind the trees. But the consistent finding is the more trees equals less crime. Number three on our list of proof that nature is what we need to survive comes all the way from our friends in London town. And in London, they have pharmacies, right? Just like us in the States, only not really because their pharmacies are set up by neighborhood. So where you live dictates the pharmacy that you go to get your prescription filled. So they did a study and they compared only pharmacies with the same number of people and the same income level. Within these pharmacies, they measured how many mood medications they were prescribing. And they found a much higher number of mood medications prescribed for the neighborhoods with less greenery and nature. Pretty interesting, right? More stabilizers because there's no nature. Less stabilizers because there is nature. Now, if I haven't convinced you already, the one th- this last one is guaranteed to change your mind because I have saved the best for Last, my angels. Number four is my very favorite because it's accessible and it will literally help save your life. The proof is in the pudding, y'all. And this pudding is nature. Nature is your pudding. Your pudding is nature. And I like the sound of that. Now, let me tell you why. Proof number four comes in the form of a study regarding natural killer cells. What are natural killer cells? Natural killer cells are basically your immunity cells. They keep you healthy. They keep the cancer out. We love them. We want them. And nature loves them too. And when we go out into nature, when we are physically exposed to all that nature can provide for a three-day weekend, our bodies naturally produce 50% more natural killer cells than what we started with. Now, by contrast, if you go for a three-day weekend to an urban setting, like a major city, they found that there was no increase in natural killer cells. Zero percent. Later, when the researchers went back to see the people who spent three days in nature, when they went back 30 days later to measure their natural killer cells again, guess what? They still had an increase of 25 percent above their baseline average. That means, my loves, that these effects are immediate and long-lasting. This was my absolute 
favorite lesson from this episode. One of the reasons for this is something you have definitely felt. When you look out at a green landscape, even if you're looking from indoors, your heart rate will go down and your body will change from sympathetic nervous activity, fight or flight, to parasympathetic activity, which is tend and befriend mode. Now, I just so happened to be a very, very lucky girl, and I was so lucky and blessed to be able to visit my dear friend in Aspen last weekend, and I can tell you firsthand that everyone in Aspen, Colorado is very, very much in parasympathetic tend and befriend mode. The mountains will change you. It is so, so true. Of course, this also has long-term health outcomes associated as well. Constant tend and befriend mode has its benefits. Now, what do we do? We can't all go to Aspen. I realize we aren't all in Mariah Carey, but what we can do is just look at nature. Just looking at nature helps even if it's only a computer image or a painting. Seeing an image as a reminder is better than nothing at all. Of course, the very best way is to be there. One of the researchers puts it like this. She says nature is like a multivitamin and you have to be there in order to receive the full spectrum of benefits. So be there. Look around. I have to say this podcast hit me hard because I have a place in Dallas that I go to when tragedy strikes. It's called White Rock Lake. And it's a big lake with a bike trail and lots of big trees and animals. And it's a pretty beautiful and unique to the city. We haven't really got many other nature destinations like White Rock Lake in Dallas. It's special. If you've been, you know what I mean. I go to White Rock Lake when something horrible happens to me. And the last really bad thing was when I was laid off. It was the first day of the week after I had lost my job. It was a Monday, that first Monday. And I woke up on that Monday morning and I realized that I had nowhere to be. I had no one to call. No one to email, no one to talk to, no one was calling me or texting me or asking me anything. And I felt so, so worthless. I felt like I lost my purpose. I felt like I had no purpose because everything I had worked toward was in my career, which is now dust. It was non-existent. So I drove out to White Rock Lake and I called my friend and I cried and I sobbed. And I walked and I sat and after about an hour, I felt better. I wasn't happy um, in any way, but I was better. Somehow I knew I would be okay and I was okay. And I believe now that I felt that feeling, the feeling that everything would be okay. I didn't realize it at the time, but now I think it was because I could see all of this life around me. I could see the actual proof of all this life going on around me despite my job loss and it gave me hope since all this had survived without any knowledge or help from my dumb job then so could I I felt that by being in nature and I surrounded myself with nature instinctively because that is what I and we are all wired to do as humans so The next time you are having a hard time, the next time you are sad or heartbroken or you feel worthless or stressed or confused or whatever, take some time and give your body, your mind, what it needs to survive. The one thing that we still have available for free. There is no app. One more thing before you go. Please 
if you have not already, please rate the show. It's truly the best thing you can do to show me that you care about the work that I do on Amber on Podcasts and that you like it. Thank you so much for listening, you little genius heads. You can find all of the show notes at mytalkingdollars.com. If you like the show, tell your friends, tell someone you think is cool because you're cool and I'm cool and we're cool. So be cool. And I will be back very soon with more goodness to share with you. Thank you. Love you. Bye.